Hi, we're the Mind Body Couple. I'm Tanner Murtaugh. And I'm Anne Hampson. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you unlearn neuroplastic pain and mind body concerns. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, everybody. We are again at our office. Yes. Yeah. Well, last episode was also at the office. We didn't mention this. Yes. Why are you mentioning it right now? Well, I was just thinking we have it's a different environments. Um, usually, usually we're in our, our basement office. Yeah. With like animals, like pawing at the door. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. It is quieter here. It is quieter, except mm-hmm. for maybe the traffic you're hearing in the background. It's true. But, you know, um, <laughs> just so yeah. you guys knew <laughs> we, we need our house rentals to end. Yes. But yes. today's episode, we're going to talk about blended states of our nervous system. Okay. So I need you to explain this, Tanner. Yeah. So I'm going to dive into it in a second because we have an episode on polyvagal theory. Yes. Where we explain in detail kind of the three systems of our nervous system. So are we saying pause for people and maybe it's a good idea to listen yeah. to that episode if you haven't yet? That can be useful to go back, check out, unless you know stuff about polyvagal theory already, then it's going to make sense. But yeah. we will do a little, you know, explanation here just so that the episode makes sense. Okay. But the topic we're going to cover is blended states in our nervous system that we need to practice being in to heal mind-body concerns. Right. And we're going to come at it with that polyvagal lens. Yes. So when we talk about the hierarchy of our nervous system, we have three systems at play. Mm -hmm. Really straightforward. I'll explain them. We have the ventral vagal system. Yes. This is when we feel safe, we feel connected, we feel socially engaged, calm, at ease. We all want to be here. Mm -hmm. It's a great place to be sitting. Mm -hmm. Underneath that, we have the sympathetic system. Where we think chronic pain kind of lives in there, right? Yeah. And the sympathetic system, a lot of people know it as fight or flight. Yeah. You know, anxious, angry. But it's also like the system that mobilizes us. It gives us energy. It gives us energy to live our day. Even right now, me and Anne have some mobilized energy that we're using to talk to all of you. Yes. And then underneath the sympathetic system is the dorsal vagal system. Now, the dorsal vagal system is when we're immobilized with fear. We're shut down. We can be in despair. We can be depressed. And in more of a trauma response, we can almost be dissociative. Mm-hmm. And this is when, you know, we're in dorsal vagal when our nervous system is detecting extreme cues of danger. That could just be not, like, that can be just kind of simply during the day, too, that we can dip into dorsal for kind of less scary reasons, right? Maybe we're just tired from a long Yeah, you know, lots of people dissociate from the TV. Like, it doesn't have to be the most extreme version of it. Yeah. Um, but here in dorsal vagal, that's where your mind body symptoms are going to live too. 
So it's it's not that if you go to dorsal or you go to sympathetic just for a few minutes, you're going to get pain or symptoms. That's not how it works. It's prolonged. Mm -hmm. So if you're in this prolonged survival response, that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. Now that's really simplistically kind of the three systems at play. And we explained that in a few episodes back. But the thing about our nervous system is that's an oversimplification. We have blended states. You know, all of the systems to some degree, on some level, are occurring in our nervous system all at once. Deb Daya talks about this. Mm -hmm. And so there's important blended states we need to practice being. Because we were talking, me and Am were talking about this earlier. One thing people confuse is they think a regulated nervous system is just one that's relaxed. One yes, that's, so ventral vagal. Yeah. Always in that Yeah, state. like that's what people think when we're saying a regulated system. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Well, I think something like we want to kind of try to move into that state, but it's not realistic that we're always going to be in that state. Yeah. And also kind of acknowledging the blended states as safe as well. Yes. And blended states can be tricky for people. Yeah. When we've lived in fear of the sympathetic fight or flight, mobilized energy, or we've lived in fear of the dorsal. We want to get to a place in our nervous system where we can tolerate having lots of energy and having very little energy. Mm, okay. Because your nervous system is not just going to be this fixed, relaxed place. Like we need to be able to tolerate having lots of energy and less energy, mm-hmm. which should really be thought of as more sympathetic and dorsal. And so we're going to go through four blended states that are really important for people to start to practice. Okay. They can be hard to do, but for mind-body healing, I believe like we need to practice being in these four different blended states. Mm-hmm. And again, like I like how you described it and maybe you just described it to me in terms of like, we want to feel safe in these blended states because they're a part of existing. They're a part of being. So they're going to happen yeah. and we need to learn to turn safe, fight or flight down or off if we're in like sympathetic and ventral. Um, and learn like, where is it safe? Where might it not be safe? Yeah. And that's what we need to practice doing because they're all part of a regulated system. Yes. So the first blended state that we want to talk about is play. Okay. And what, what blend is that? Okay. So play is, as Deb Dana kind of explains, it's a mix. It's a mix of sympathetic because you're mobilized. Yes, you are excited. Yeah, you're excited. There's 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 energy. It's not fight or flight, but there is sympathetic, and it's a mix of ventral where you feel safe and connected. Okay, so in a sense, you want that. You want that blend. Yeah, you want that blend. But the problem is, is when people have been in fear, probably from having this overactive sympathetic system for so long, mm-hmm. it can be a really hard state to be in because any energy feels threatening. Okay, so if our brain is used to thinking, okay, this isn't safe, then it might create pain even in this play. Yeah, I've heard that with people where even when they get excited, like pain will be triggered. And what's happening is that they're becoming mobilized and it's with this mix of safe and connected ventral energy, but then they quickly drop into fight or flight Mm -hmm. because they're not able to tolerate more of that energy. Okay, so that's something I think for people to recognize if that is happening to them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really useful state to be in. 
mm-hmm. you know, play. I think we need to practice this state mm-hmm. to heal from my body issues because a life without play, mm-hmm. like that's a sad life. Well, and that's right. We need to be living in balance. And I think yeah. for a lot of, you know, different mental health struggles or mental health areas or just in the mental health type world, there's a lot of talk of living a balanced life and play is a part of that. And so are you talking about then feeling safe in play, even though it might bring that kind of fight or flight or that intense energy? So it's not fight or flight, but it brings the mobilized energy. Right. Where fight or flight could kind of linger. Yeah. Like, and that's where people get, getting into kind of hot water is fight or flight's trigger. Yes. right away when they start to feel that mobilized energy. Yes. But when you bring in the ventral, you get this nice mm-hmm. blended mm-hmm. state of play. Okay. And this is something I need to consciously practice and do in my life. I'm, I can hard work that I, I, yeah. I I'm really good at that. There's, there's no question. I've, I've never struggled with working hard, uh, maybe excessively that mm-hmm. where the issue becomes, but actually making time for play. I thought to really be, conscious of doing that and with our new puppy darla we got lots of moments we're forced to play almost yeah we are because she wants to play Mm -hmm. this is something that you know animals are so wise in this way like they (laughs) they naturally are going with the flow of their nervous system she just has moments like i was working on my computer the other day on the couch and she was sitting there eating her bone and then she's like frantically jumped up on the couch (laughs) and was like Crazy. You know, like pawing me. Mm-hmm. Like she had a moment where she was like, I want to play. Yeah. And this is kind of ties back to our, our episode a while back on co-regulation. It's a great way to co-regulate. Yeah. This playfulness. So that's the first point to say, and start small at first. Like I always tell people, practice. Practice for five minutes a day. And so intentionally create play scenarios. Yeah. Play scenarios and you may not feel right away. But intentionally create scenarios, things that you're excited about. That it could be anything. So for people then, what if it is triggering the fight or flight response or pain? Yeah, and that's where you want to go small at first. That's why I start with five minutes for people. Okay. Because when we have chronic pain and symptoms, play is not part of our life. And, and often not, at least. Um, and so it, it does, it's almost this exposure we need to start practicing. And that's why I want to use the term practice. Mm-hmm. We need to practice mm-hmm. being in this place. Um, Dr. Porges, he talks about how it's a neural exercise. Mm-hmm. It is like we're, we're intentionally, you know, rewiring our nervous system by practicing play. Mm-hmm. And this would be all sorts of things. We've talked about dance parties that we have in our house. <laughs> we have, so many animals that yes. always want to play with us, <laughs> but we're intentionally creating this life where plays a part of yeah. that. And I think like the ventral, like stepping into ventral piece of that state, the blendedness to yeah. that is leaning into kind of how that feels good or what you're enjoying yes. about it. And like really savoring that part of it. Yeah, exactly. So blended state number two, mm-hmm. passion. Yes. So passion is also a blended state of sympathetic, mobilized energy, and ventral safe and connected. Okay, so similar to play. Yeah, it's it's 
very similar in the sense of the blend, mm-hmm. but that's what passion is. Mm-hmm. Passion is not just feeling at ease and relaxed. Mm-hmm. We get this motivated energy going on. This excitement. Yeah, that we want to be passionate. We want to create something. We mm-hmm. want to do something. And I think for a lot of people, this can become very fearful, even for myself. Even, and I've worked on this a lot. This is probably the state that I've worked on maybe the most out of any of the four that we're going to talk about because what will happen for me and, and you know this too well yes is i will get excited about something i'll make a plan about something and then i'll quickly go into fight or flight about it and so is it fair to say like your passion becomes so great and yeah. then you get overwhelmed and, and your yeah. brain starts being like no no and i think that happens people get too passionate it almost becomes more the sympathetic yes and we we get dysregulated so yeah. With passion, we also want to go slow, but it's important because when we have chronic pain and symptoms, mm-hmm. you know, they become our whole world. Yes. And I empathize with people. I get that. that. That happened to me. And there was no passion. I was just shut down by the end. Yeah. But we want passion in our life. It's a part of life. It's a normal part of being human. And a, a joyful, exciting part. And so working on passion is huge. I have a story that you'll remember and yeah this was probably i was maybe a year and a half out of pain yeah somewhere around there and i was working but i i really had avoided passion because my perfectionism had just scared me so much around mm. and we had our son at this point and i made this project with my friend that just kind of happened naturally where we were going to write a children's book yeah this was the thing and you know i was working at a job that was pretty laid back at that point yeah we worked on the children's book maybe a little too much <laughs> at that job hopefully they're not listening but that did happen um and she was writing it and i was doing the artwork yeah. I, I was doing some art and i for the first time i experienced passion yes. i remember being like this feels really good and I remember observing that, like you got really excited about it, which yeah. was cool. Yeah. Now at points, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it went a little too far mm-hmm. and it became more that fight or flight pressure perfectionism. Yes. And I had to pull it back and I had to be very conscious of that. Now, unfortunately, the children's book was never published. We went on to do our graduate's degrees after that, <laughs> but, but I had to be careful watching my autonomic state during that period because there's a fine line between being passionate and excited and it becoming a thing that's motivated out of fear. Well, and then that's interesting that you say that. And I think it's important to watch for that of like, okay, am I, am I crossing some sort of line here into fear, anxiety, obsession, pressure, stress? Like, is that where my passion is tipping over? And then asking why. Yeah. And that's why with this one that state of passion, I tell people to pick a small passion project. Mm. One that doesn't feel threatening. What I mean by that is it's maybe not what you're going to do with your entire life. <laughs> like, you know, I have everything riding on it because yeah. that's not a good place to practice. It's picking a small project. It could be a little art project you want to do. It could be a home project that you want to paint a certain room. Well, yeah, I agree with you, but I also remember your passion project of gardening. Went too far. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that was a smaller one than maybe it the was, like pressure of the children's book. Yeah, it went too far. And 
but with work, it was much worse. Mm-hmm. It's way easier. Okay, so you notice yeah. the difference. And so that's why, you know, if, if this is a one that say people struggle with, mm-hmm. it's important to pick something small. Okay. Because even then, there's still a chance that you get this overactive yeah. fight or flight. I have to add, actually, since Tanner, I guess we mentioned it, I'm sure, but had this passion project of gardening that obviously like tipped over into fight or flight and stress. Yeah. But now that we have our dog, she <laughs> she is just destroying oh. the entire backyard. And yeah. poor Tanner, because I'm like, oh, whatever. In town, I was like crying inside. <laughs> I know, I know. We're trying to train. His passion for gardening is like just been murdered. We're trying to train <laughs> Darla, but every now and then we have to leave her in the backyard alone for like twenty minutes, and I just come up and like all the you know. There's holes everywhere. Oh she's yeah, tearing up like she's a like what is that like? Yeah, it's like stuff. yeah, there's the mess stuff to block the weeds. Like I'm just finding she's chunks in there. She's it. She's uh, burying stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I guess that that pick your passion project. Um, that I guess it, not so much weight is on or something yeah. too. But luckily, I I've reined it back now. If this was in the midst of garden crisis, mm-hmm. I would have really felt that. But now I'm like, <laughs> I just what it is. It's, yeah. Hopefully, I train her one day to, to not dig holes in my backyard. But no, I don't know how to do that. Right, <laughs> we I'm in doggy training right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but anyways, a little story that's going on in our life. Our mm-hmm. dog's a digger. <laughs> one <laughs> digger. thing we didn't think about when we got a dog. Never thought about it. Hey, many things we didn't think yeah, about. But that, yeah, but how would you ever have thought <laughs> of you know, a dog digs? Yeah. So, that's one state number two. One state number three. Mm-hmm. Stillness. Mm, and this is one that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, even if you're not struggling with chronic pain, I think like, and this is something I struggle with. Yeah. Lots of people have trouble it's, with stillness. It's a hard one. And so stillness is a blended state of dorsal vagal. So you're immobilized. There's just no fear, but there is this immobilization that's taking place, but it's mixed with ventral safe and connected. Yes. And stillness, there's been lots of talk in the mind-body community around this. Alan Gordon talks about stillness quite a bit. Uh, I think he even talks about it in his book. That as a society, and I agree with him, we suck at stillness. We're, <laughs> we're terrible at it, especially in like a Western culture. Yeah. Because uh, it's not valued. No. You think about what's It's actually yeah. the opposite is almost valued. Oh, yeah. You, what's valued is like, you know, it's almost this badge of honor of like, how hard did you work today? Yeah. Um, so how much did you do? Yeah, how busy were you today? You know, I, I, and I used to follow that and fall into that for oh, years and just yeah. destroyed my nervous system. Truly. Um, well, and it's funny because like talk about us, I, that not still as I struggle with that, but I value a bit more of like rest, rest yeah. than you. And that would be kind of an issue in our, maybe our relationship or our work relationship. Yeah. Or, yeah, well, you're just, you're very balanced in that way where, you, yeah. where you're not, like, you don't get pulled into that societal norm as much. Yeah, which maybe I think, it's just because I am selfish. I don't know no, I no, I think, no, no, I don't want you to knock yourself here. Yeah. I, I, over the years, maybe not so much early in our relationship, I think it caused issues. Yeah. Um, but now I really value that you're like that. Because that's a that's a hard thing yes. to to maintain in our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we hate it. We'd rather do anything else besides mm-hmm. being still. 
but we need that. It's an important state. It's a regulated state. And I was just going to ask that. Why yeah. is it so important? Like it's like stillness and rest. Like our, we need to be able to tolerate cities with low energy. Yes. And in I a safe way. Safe. Yes. Yeah. Like in a safe way, we need to be able to have low energy and allow that to take place. If you spend the rest of your life avoiding that. And I think stillness is really hard for people that have been in dorsal in this shutdown collapse state mm. in this depressed state and i hear this a lot people will try to do mindfulness or yes. meditation and it just shuts them down further because it they view that state as dangerous and i i relate to this where you know my perfectionism was fueled because there was points in my life where i completely shut down and then i really was worried about getting to that place again and so what do you do you do everything you can to make sure you don't have that low energy. Mm, yeah. But within your day, you're going to have less energy. Right. It's just normal yeah. to kind of go in and out of that state. Like right now, um, today, because our producer is going on holidays soon, <laughs> we've, we've recorded two podcasts in a row. Yeah, which can be hard for us. And I did a YouTube interview this morning. So I'm, you know, it's a lot of social media time, recording mm-hmm. time. I have a little bit less energy, mm-hmm. but I've gotten used to that. And so stillness is like, it's practice. We need to practice it, whether it's somatic tracking, whether it's somatic practice, whether it's meditation and just brief. And so when mindfulness fit into that, because it's very much kind of, is not new, it's been, but it's very much something that people are embracing now. Fully fits into it. um, But just briefly at first, you know, as people try to do like a half an hour meditation, Mm -hmm. they never meditate. That's going to be super hard. Yeah. It's going to be pretty uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, start start small and build your way up. Right. Because of things like we want the corrective experiences. So if we yeah. start small and we're getting wins with that, great. Then we, it's easier to build up. We want to learn the stillness is safe. Mm-hmm. And so practice it a bit. It's a big part of mind-body healing because it prevents us from always being in this mobilized place all right. the time. And often, at least when I'm working with people, that is the place where people were often in this mobilized, sympathetic yeah. energy all the time. Yeah. Now, the last blended state, number four, mm-hmm. intimacy. Mm-hmm. Now, intimacy, like stillness, it's a blend of dorsal, dorsal vagal, having that immobilization, but it also is mixed with the ventral. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, when you say intimacy, what what are you talking about there? It's everyone's going to define this differently. What intimacy is, so right? I guess my, what are you defining? Yeah, like if for, my definition isn't right for people, go with what you you feel intimacy is. Um, but intimacy is not just sex. That's not what I'm just talking. So you're about. talking about like connection, connection, closeness. like vulnerability mm-hmm. with others. Yeah. Um, it could be hand holding, it could be hugging, it could be okay, it could be cuddling, it could and it's not just physical, but it's intimacy in terms of like you know, connecting with someone. That's how I'm defining intimacy here. Mm-hmm. Now the problem with intimacy is it's one of these traits or states that is really hard for a lot of people. Like if we've had mm-hmm. trauma or scary experiences with other human beings it makes sense that you fear being immobilized with someone. Right. Like that, that's a really scary thing to begin doing. This is why so many trauma sufferers really struggle with this. 
and and it makes sense. Yes, it's hard, but it's it's one of these things when we talk about co-regulation. This is a big part of that. You know, our nervous system needs to be connected with trusting and safe people. Now, just a disclaimer to people like don't go and do this with someone that's abusive. That's not what we're talking about. Like you need to find people that you actually feel safe with so that ventral can be activated. Well, that's it. We want to create that safety. We want that blend of ventral in there, which is that safe and connectedness. Yes. So that was the last blended state. Yeah. And I think the highlight, each of these blended states are good states. And that's what we want to kind of remember and recognize as we're tapping into them. Yeah. And with intimacy, the same advice goes in terms of going slow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when we talk about intimacy, it could be cuddling with my dog, Darla. Well, not my dog, but you cuddle Mm -hmm. with your own dog or cat. Like, (laughs) like if, if it's too scary to start connecting with other humans, that's why so many therapies involve animals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's an intimacy to that connection. There's a connection there. And it can involve, you know, touch and petting and like you getting comfortable with being vulnerable with at least another mammal, yeah. you know, and then you can work your way towards intimacy with, you know, a partner or a loved one. And so it's just going slow at first so that your nervous system doesn't feel overwhelmed. So four abundant states, you have play, you have passion, stillness, and intimacy. Yeah. Very important, I think, for mind-body healing, but for healing in general. Uh, to be well-balanced in our nervous system, we need to practice being in these states. Yeah, for sure. And again, like to reiterate that safe kind of way of moving forward that is comfortable for you. Yes. So thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to book in a session with one of our therapists, you can go to our website at painpsychotherapy.ca. You can also follow us on Instagram at painpsychotherapy, where me and Anne are posting content daily and are there to respond to your comments. Also, check out our YouTube channel, which is named Tanner Murtaugh MSW RSW.